Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Ms. Sophia Hamilton, commentator Young Voices. She's a health policy studies research associate at a libertarian DC think tank, where she focuses on issues related to drugs, poverty, and women's health. Good to have on the program. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Richie. It's great to be here. It's great to have you on. All right, Sophia, Ms. Hamilton, we're going to talk about the new federal agency to address gun violence in America, proposed by the White House. You disagree with it on some level? I agree with it. Let's start the debate. I don't want to presume what you know, believe about that proposed division inside of the federal government. So what say you? Well, thank you so much. Um, I want to first start out by saying that I appreciate that there's some action being taken on gun violence and prevention of this violence. Um, I was in high school when there were the shootings at Douglas Stoneman down in South Florida. I was in high school in Florida. That's something that greatly impacted me and my loved ones. And so it's it's nice to see that this announcement and that there's something going on and that there's something happening. My issue with the Office of Gun Violence Prevention is I don't think that it is, we should be letting the executive branch legislate. I don't think this is the role of the executive branch, of the president, of the vice president. I think action on gun violence should be taken directly by Congress. Why? Because the role of Congress is to legislate. They're the legislative branch. The executive branch has doubled, tripled, quadrupled in size over the past several decades. And we've given too much power to the administrative state. And honestly, they're not very effective at their jobs. And Congress, Congress is effective? Not always, not always. And that's a great point. I have a lot of issues with the federal government not being effective. So let's that's, go that's a good point to bring up. Let's go back to a point you made about the administrative wing. Of our government. You're right, the legislative branch is separate from the executive branch. I read the policy proposal, which by the way was presented by a member of Congress, just couldn't get anywhere. I read the policy proposal, there's nothing that blurs the line between administrative function and law. So when you say, well, basically they're not the right agency to do this. They're the only agency that, that can actually create administrative agency at will based on budgetary dynamics. So how can you argue that they're not the right agency to do so? No, that's a, that's a great point. I just think fundamentally, I don't think our administrative state should be as large as we've allowed it to become. Um, and this just falls into the administrative state. Um, we've let the president have so much power over the legislative branch. And I do think administrative agencies are in some capacity legislating through their promulgation of different rules through which I know are, are not, they're not laws, but they act as laws and their regulations act as laws. Well, so that's my okay. issue. When, when you say their regulation act as laws, that's not, that's not correct. They're not able to, let's say, make an administrative policy that goes adverse to the Supreme Court. They're not able to make a legislative, they're not able to make an administrative policy that goes against a legislative statute. They're not able to make an administrative policy that goes against any statutory dynamics that have been established whatsoever. They are able by statute, they are able to make administrative offices 
to deal with particular dynamics within the context of culture and society and government. So it's, it's interesting to me that you did agree in the beginning. You said, listen, I'm glad they're doing something. This would be an office to at least address gun violence, gun violence. Now think about that. You agree on some level that gun violence needs to be addressed and you're glad to see some movement. We have an epidemic of shootings, gun violence in the United States of America, partly because we have a very gun centric culture, right? We solve problems with guns in this country, it's unfortunate. We also have a CDC. Why do we have a CDC? Because we have infectious diseases in this nation too. I don't think you would make the argument that the CDC shouldn't exist because it's an administrative agency. All of them are administrative agencies, madam. If you take away all of the administrative agencies, you actually have zero direct government employees outside of your executive branch cabinet and the subsidiaries called superior and inferior employees at the cabinet level. You have your secretary and your undersecretaries. So how would you run a government without the um, connection of the administrative policy wings that come from it? That's that's a great point that you're making, especially with the CDC. Um, I wouldn't go as far to say that we should get rid of the CDC. I am not that radical at all. I'm not a radical libertarian. Right. Um, but though some people would make that argument from the libertarian side. Um, but going back to administrative agencies, the administrative state in the 1900s and now in the 2000s has able to run an effective government before we had this large administrative state. So I don't think it's fair to say that we can't we can't run a government and have laws and have these different policy actions taken without all of these administrative agencies. I do think that the huge amount of federal Workers, just all of the bureaucracy. I have a lot of friends that work in government. It mm-hmm. does make it much more difficult to get these policies in place, enacted, and making sure that they are effective policies because okay. there's going to be a lot of bureaucracy and there's going to be some double stepping and people getting in the way. And we're just not going to make sure that the rules are there and effective. I, I would encourage you, instead of just being against administrative, um, dynamics, right, and an administrative office to look at what it does. Because I can argue with you on the merits of an administrative office, and I would probably agree with you on the lack of effectiveness of some of them, if not many, right? But I would look at it line by line, item by item, if it actually is effective. Now, I want to read some stats to you because I think it's time for somebody to do something. You literally have a nation where 88% of American gun owners, gun owners agree with universal background check. 79% of NRA members agree with background check. Over 90% agree with red flag policies, meaning if you have a mental health background, et cetera, you should have a different bureaucracy in order to obtain a weapon. That's, this is a problem when you have zero legislation being passed that actually agrees with the sentiment of the majority of America. That's a problem. You got to address that problem somewhere. And maybe this office can, to some degree, at least bring a level of cohesion around the argument in ways that right now, obviously, is not happening. Do you not agree that could potentially take place? 
Oh, I think that's that's a wonderful point that you're making. Um, I definitely think that there needs to be more stringent laws on how you can get your hands on firearms. I think mental health background checks are a great solution. My issue with the Office of Gun Violence Pre- Prevention is it's very unclear what exactly they're going to be doing. Gun violence, wait a minute, gun violence prevention. Yes. That's what they're gonna be doing. That's no, exactly, doing. but I, I wanna know exactly what steps they're gonna be taking. What Rules since it's an administrative agency, what rules are going to be when, trying to put in place? You, when have you asked that question about any administrative office? Do you know what the CDC? Oh, is? I definitely I ask those questions about every administrative office. Okay. So you know they actually do have a presentation from the first bill that was produced by a member of Congress that says here's what the office would do. It's quite expansive. Have you read that? I, I did. I just thought the language was a bit vague, um, and it sounded a little a little too political to me. I wanted line items of what exactly the steps that they were going to take and what the legislation would look like. But I, I, I do understand that it's probably too too early on in this situation to know exactly what they want to do. Yeah, I don't I don't want them to come in with concrete. I want them to come in with a a fluid idea. And we bring on individuals to make it concrete. We want to work through collaboration, not dictatorship. So I'm okay with the fact that you're formulating ideas as we move along because we know this is a very new thing. Safer Communities Act. Huh? Sorry, go on. The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act was passed in 2022, back in July. And I just don't think we've seen a lot of change happen from that. And so in President Biden's announcement of this new office, he's Harkening back to this act that he helped get passed and that his office helped to draft. And we just haven't seen a change in the violence, gun violence rates that have happened in over a year since its passage. Well, I encourage you to look at the statistics in Chicago. Literally, their pilot program, based on funding from the program you speak of, decreased at a rate of 32%. Individuals between 18 to 25, their association with gun violence. I know this because I do gang, I do gang peace treaties in Chicago and other places. And so I'm aware of the stat. The program works based on local implementation. Washington, all they do is write the check. It comes down to local leaders to implement the program. Would you want that money taken away from Chicago because you don't agree with the fundamental basics of having an administrative office? I don't think so. Oh, right? absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, and I think it's great that the program is going down to the local level. That's right. It works in some areas. Some areas they need to have a better executive working it, right? But that's how all of these processes work. There's no perfection. We're talking about human beings who execute on plans and ideas. There was no perfection under Trump. There won't be perfection under Biden. But we cannot make decisions based on perfection. We have to make decisions based on practicality. Will it or can it be effective? And until they show me that they are holistically incapable, I won't criticize a decent idea when we have a lack of ideas. Do you follow my point? Oh, and I completely, I completely agree with that. I'm glad that someone is taking a stand and that there's some action being taken. I just my issue is I don't know if this is the most fiscally, if this is the best fiscal way to go about it, just because of the bureaucracies and ineffectiveness of administrative agencies in general. So I would rather see it go through Congress, but since this office was created by Congress through through an act, 
I'm fine with it, but I do think that it's a good first step. That's what I'll say. All right, so you, at the end of the debate, you do agree with me? On parts of the issue. All right. I think we started out in somewhat of agreement. Agreements. All right. Uh, so, so let me also say this then. Um, I get your point. You know, execution of a program like this. You know, who knows? But if they have a strong apparatus to where they can connect the money, the resources, give the support required to local individuals who know how to do the work and get the job done, now you have a winner. Now you have case study. Now you have people that they were able to make it work in, let's say, Detroit. Now you have a case study that you can use in New York. This is how we do this. This is how we start working these programs to make a more effective policy reality for those who it adversely impacts, talking about gun violence in America. Um, So I do hope you're an ally to the program. I hope that you continue to push for the policies that can protect people. I know you have a strong policy background. And uh, you know, hell, you don't know, Joe may surprise you, okay? That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that this does pleasantly surprise me and that there is impact made from this program. Um, But I will definitely be advocating for changes to um, gun policies to make us all safer. Let me ask you this quick question. What would you like to see? Because we can't, Congress, they're about to shut down because of Matt Gates. That's where we at with Congress. What would you like to see outside of Congress? What would you like to see done here in the area of gun violence in America? So I think this is really a community issue and a local issue where it's widespread among America. There's not gun violence in every single community in America. But we need to look at the different housing issues, poverty issues, right. what's making people go to the streets and be violent and take make do these awful crimes. And I think that's what we need to start off with. Um, there's also a, how do you get there? You get that through a think tank, you get that through research, you get that through listening to people on the ground. Well, how do you do that without ears that are dedicated to doing so? So you set up an office that has staff members who are dedicated to doing just that and then funding those programs locally. You're with me on this, madam. If, if it can be done effectively and efficiently through that office, I can be somewhat for it. If it if it works out policy-wise, that is my main concern. I'm not a I'm not into politics here. I don't care whatever office is doing it. If it works, it works. Um, And if it's financially feasible, then yes. There you go. All right. I can, I can, I'm okay with that. All right. Um, It was a pleasure having you on the program. Thank you so much. We definitely have you back. Thank you.